Well, hello. Welcome to Anime Archives. I'm your host, Ernest, with my co-host. This is John. And, yeah, this is uh, Anime Archives. This is our pilot episode. Basically, we wanted to explain to you what Anime, anime Archives is about and our mission to you, the audience, whoever out there is listening, hopefully. Uh, so, and John, let's talk about what made us want to do anime archives like what's our idea of this because you know for me i want to say i thought about like murder mysteries and stuff like investigating like but in an anime perspective anime lens like why do i like this anime like who's its director who's its writer like the music why did this anime hold something dear to me i'm 26 years old now so you know anime has always been influencing me growing up from dragon ball dragon ball z you know, Power Rangers. I guess Power Rangers is an anime, but, you know, it, little things that will influence you are, uh, like, uh, Gungrave to things like my friend introduced yep. me to, like, um, Trigun, and, yeah, those, those are just, like, a few examples. Yeah, it's some of those anime that make us, I think, they, they hit us with such a passionate feeling back in the day that it's something that we thought we'd always outgrow, and we never did. Yeah. It's. I can definitely say right now, being a 28-year-old, I never expected to still constantly enjoy anime. I thought I would grow out of it. Yeah, for sure. And I remember the first one that stuck out was Dragon Ball Z back in the day when Goku was becoming a Super Saiyan. And so it had the guitar solo in the background and he was yelling. Like, that thing gave me goosebumps and resonated so hard with me to where I, I've never put it down. Like, going to, like I, I remember, like, getting... Coming home from school, getting off the bus, just running home just to turn that show on immediately. Just make sure you're ready for it. Cocoa Puffs in one hand, I'm just ready to go. I'm like, hey, I'm ready to eat some Cocoa Puffs and watch Goku hopefully do some stuff. Especially the Cell Saga. So, so far, what what do you think, what would be our goal for Anime Archives? Like, what is it that we're going to kind of dive into? How are we going to do this? What are the topics that we're going to explain to the audience? I think what we want to explain is that basically anime archives is things that you don't really think about when you watch an anime. It's almost like when you go to a movie, say, you know, Marvel movies are big. You go to see infinity wars and you watch a whole movie. Like, damn, that movie is fucking shocking as hell. Uh, darn, I can't. That movie was shocking. Uh, <laughs> you can't. And credits roll. <laughs> and the credits are rolling. You know, the actors who are playing your characters and you enjoy, but what about the music score? What about the director? What about who wrote the screenplay? Like some people might actually look up that and actually find out who wrote these things, but some people sometimes pass the time. And Anime Archives wants us to really talk about those people and talk about like do a more in-depth analysis of the anime and like what, why that, why do we love this anime and has this anime director or other things influence other anime today to grow us up and make us like fall in love with certain genres? Because there's animes that I love. And there's enemies that I hate. There's, you know, uh, character types that I'm like, oh, this guy fits my, my favorite character trope and everything. But this guy turns me off now because he's either overly powered and I'm, I don't see any ever challenge that the story gets boring, like a certain anime that I'll talk about later. But uh, it just, I just want anime archives to be something that mm-hmm. you, the audience, can go back to, find an anime that you maybe never heard about or didn't even want to check out that you know may actually be something that you're interested in hearing or shows that you passed on and you made a good choice on passing on 
you know, things like that. So, and how we're going to do this is we're going to go through the history. We want our listeners to really get a perspective of the creator, uh, the manga, the sales, kind of the reception of back pretty much in Japan as well as here in the U.S. We want um, the musical score. We want people to actually know whether that band actually went out and made it famous or whether it pretty much just fit that one anime. The story, the plot, as well as some common character tropes and the the good type of plot or the arcs that kind of stand out for the really long animes. What we plan on doing is uh, focusing on really long arcs. Or not really long arcs, but the special type of arcs that we feel would grab the, the listener's attention. Yeah, like, uh, for example, if we are doing Yu Yu Hakusho, for instance, mm-hmm. we would do the first arc of the anime to see, like, you know, we'll give you the background and stuff, like what, how this came to exist, when it first debuted and stuff, and then we'll talk about its first arc, because Yu Yu Hakusho is a very long-running anime series that, you know, we, we don't want to have you know the whole entire plot of the whole thing and say, hey, we're going to break down this episode and tell you what exactly happened in this whole entire arc. We, we mainly want to influence you and make you want to actually watch the anime and actually enjoy the arc. And some arcs you're going to love and some arcs may fall flat because we will return. We're not going to go. We're not going to do a whole month and week of just one anime that has a whole mm-hmm. bunch of arcs. We'll maybe come back to it later and talk about it. But our main influence is that we want to learn more about the things that we love and anime that we never even knew about uh, through our research that anime that had a big audience in Japan was number one, but never had that same audience in America. And why that may be, what kind of, what kind of things that American audience love more that Japanese audience don't, mm-hmm. or vice versa. Yep, it's going to be really interesting for us to kind of dive in and see the types of anime that stuck here in the West, opposed to what didn't stick. Kind of like Big O, that was yeah. really popular here, but it just didn't stick back over in Japan. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting, and we hope that with the amount of digging, the amount of research that we're going to put into each anime, each episode, that you're going to at least walk away from it with a little bit more knowledge and a little bit more excitement to kind of dive into something you normally wouldn't. So right now, what would you say is the top three anime that impacted you? Like, what hits you the most? See, it's tough when you say, like, impacted, uh, because I said some things, but, like, when I think of anime today, like, you know, for my my 26 years, anime that has held influence to me and really made me feel kind of, you know, like, really helped my character. So I feel like anime kind of, like, makes you develop into the person that you are today and, like, have some influences mm-hmm. and, like, you gravitate towards. So my, my top three, per se, I would say, would be, number one, Full Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Hunter x Hunter, and finally, JoJo. Not in that particular order because, yeah, you know, you, you return to certain things for certain reasons that they hold. Now, why did these three impact you? Like, what about them out of the plethora of anime, out of the thousands of shows out there that you've seen? Why is it that these three have stood out for you? For me, Full Metal Alchemist was the one show that really made me feel... I watched it mainly in my teenage years, so you know you're you're trying to come into your own character, find out like the world seems so small to you at that point that you think, hey, this is my life. The, your friends in high school, the relationships you have, everything's all centered around that. And Full Metal Alchemist made me realize that there's a bigger picture to everything. There's a bigger world. There's a bigger reasons, and like having selfish reasons of like wanting to have something for yourself 
can kind of like lead you down a, a dark path. Hmm. And I like the dynamic between uh, the main characters, you know, uh, Edward and Alphonse, and just how these two brothers, you know, had a go, and how even like characters that side characters still help made the plot even bigger. That hmm. you know that it's not it's just not about these two guys being the most strongest anime characters in the show and crazy powerful but that you know there's other people who are out there to who help you and lift you up and really show that you care and that you can't take the whole world on for yourself but what about jojo's what about that kind of stood out jojo just i get hype uh jojo okay it's tough because there's another anime i love uh i love sports genre anime so like there's one one of my biggest, if I could say sport genre, my biggest favorite one would be Hajime no Ippo. Mm-hmm. Boxing. I, I love something that really gets me up in Anthem. And JoJo gives me that, but also gives me like strong character development. It's never, you know, most anime, you really stick with one character whole entire, the whole series. But JoJo does it in arcs where you go by a family generation. The Joe stars. And every, I feel like every arc I watch of JoJo, the show just gets better. Uh, it starts out almost like a a ripoff of uh, Fist of the North Star, mm-hmm. complete ripoff. Like if you if you look at like how the characters look, how the main guy, uh, the whole "you are dead" situation. Yeah, John, like he's not as you know exactly <laughs> like that. The, the character, like what is it? He, he doesn't punch body Ken, parts Kenshiro? and make him explode. Yeah, he's Kenshiro. not like Kenshiro, like immediately like him, like oh, you know, causing blood. But he is a uh, a character where he he gets a powerful ability that helps him fight and he does fight vampires but you know that's just we'll get to that story but anyways jojo just every arc is focused on one specific character and sometimes even if say one uh arc the diamond's unbreakable arc the main character it follows joe joe star as his perspective mm-hmm. but sometimes they're not even the main focus character like there's again other side characters that help influence the show and help make that arc more powerful that sounds and like you, a lot of personality yeah it just it just a lot of people that you can relate to and how the author of those did how he made certain things like once you get to stands like he was influenced by music and stuff of like queen and other like things that you maybe don't notice until you hear it like he named certain stands after songs that he loved and it just made me go like how how much influence you can have in your life that makes you like gravitate towards something that makes you go I'm going to make this series because I like these songs and I want to make a story with if these two bands clash and stuff and how, how it would go and, and make a story that you wouldn't see. And, and just like, it, it just follows just generations and hmm. it's just great. I just, it's it hard was, to explain cause it's just a great anime that I think if you haven't watched it, that you should really just take your time and just watch it. Well, I do have a feeling it's going to be on our radar to fully dive oh, deep yes. into, and I know we're going to dedicate at least an episode or two to JoJo's because it spans for so long. Yeah. What was that third anime? So we have JoJo's, we have Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It was your third favorite. Hunter x Hunter. And why would you say that? Hunter x Hunter is just childhood and growing up. I feel like each arc of that series is you watching a kid grow up into adulthood that initial plot is that this kid wants to find his father mm-hmm. and in order to find his father he has to become a hunter he has to get his hunter license and follow in his father's footsteps but it lets you know that no matter how how direct path it may seem there's other things that will send you on another path and, mm-hmm. and make you really know that you know 
there's there's a bigger picture to the whole event. And he runs into these other characters that are just as important. And again, I love anime that doesn't just make the main character be the main plot, the main focus the whole entire time. I love anime that it splits off. Certain times, the arcs are going to be focused on this character that you were introduced along the journey that uh, that now has a plot for the story. And it just Hunter x Hunter just really makes me go that there's no age doesn't define you. Mm-hmm. It really it's really how you grow up and how you respond to certain situations and how and how people have influenced you. Um, I think it's another it's a it's a shonen anime almost like Dragon Ball Z, but the writer who wrote it really shows mature like content with it. He doesn't just make his his character seem like they're super powerful and they can get out in any situation, but that through anything that you might lose something, you might lose something dear to you from friends to choices that you might make that will impact the overall story. And I think it does get a lot of love because uh, the creator also made Yu Yu Hakusho, which was really popular. But I, I just I just love storytelling where. I think it really hit me when I got to the Kamira Ant arc where it, it started talking about a dynamic between human nature and like other species. Mm-hmm. If there's another species out there that was going to take over, like just want to live and our its primary source is humans. Like how, how do you have that dynamic of making a villain seem real and like they're not that bad? Yeah, it seems like they did a good job of making it gray, not just black and white. Yeah, it's just not. It's not like, oh, these are the heroes, these are the bad guys. Mm-hmm. It really makes you think, like, damn, this is. There's a bigger picture than just, just all your your character is always a good guy. Your character is always doing something that's that is for a good reason. Sometimes mm-hmm. the choices of bad are like very dark and like you know, do you really need this much revenge? Do you really need to be fueled by that and the consequences that that might have to your life overall? Hmm. That, yeah, that's my top three mm-hmm. uh, favorite animes and stuff that has influenced me. And I can go on for more, but what about you, John? So about yours? I would say the first one that rings out the most is a, um anime called Bake Mono Gatari. It's one I tried to watch three, on three separate occasions. Two of them I stopped around the fourth or fifth episode because I was just overwhelmed by all the other anime that came out. Yeah, yeah. This it was kind of gave me a similar feel to like a mushishi at the very beginning and more of kind of obscure talking about spirits, demons, stuff that is really unexplainable. Yeah. Uh, Bake Mono pretty much starts with the main character, Aragi, who is somehow a half vampire himself. And there's a whole movie, three movies dedicated to that. Yeah. But, um, and his journey on just helping his friends and his friends are usually possessed or influenced by some type of uh, anxiety that manifests in terms of like a spirit or like a demon that haunts him. So it's really interesting. But what I like about it is it was the first time an anime made me feel every emotion. Like we're talking happiness, sadness. Like I've straight up cried to this anime and I straight up laughed harder to this one than anyone else. So it's one of those things that whenever I think about it, I always get goosebumps the main opening, because it changes all the time with the complicated arcs that always happen, and the ending are usually always just really good. So they do a good job. It's one of those things where it is 
the type of anime that makes you fascinated in human speech because uh, the dialogue exchange between the characters and what they talk about they constantly switch the camera angles so that because the anime itself is more talking yeah it's like a lot of talking and then there's hyper violence every once in a while and then it goes back to talking and during the talking they shift the camera perspective so much and so often and use a lot of background changes a lot of different just like crazy complex patterns that just kind of go throughout the show very fast uh, like wordplay yeah. between each other as well as a uh, dialogue that pops on the screen and you have about a half second to read it and then it just disappears and it's like their inner monologue so that was one that hit me really hard the second one after that that is something i grew up on that i watched it through when i was a child or i guess a teenager and then i watched it also as an adult was yu haka show it was one that I was, I would say it was the first character that I genuinely like looked up to was Yusuke. Yeah. He didn't take shit from anyone and he pretty much, he was always straight to the point. He was a very blunt character and I really liked that. Yeah, I like Kuwabara. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ironic. Kuwabara pissed me off, but he was a loyal good guy. Yeah. <laughs> like he definitely was. But Yu Hakusho was the first time I realized anime could actually get dark. Because it was actually that first episode or uh, first arc at the beginning uh, where Kuwabara was fighting Rando and he got his arm broken. He actually got shrunk and Brando, uh, Rando broke his arm when he was shrunk and you actually seen the x-ray of the bone breaking. As an adult, that's normal. Like we've yeah. seen worse. But as a kid, when you're showing this to your parent, they immediately don't want you to ever watch anime again. And now you have to sit there and convince them for weeks that it's not what that one scene happened to be and it planted a huge seed in me and then for me the third one that really sticks out would be paranoia agent paranoia agent was one of those very obscure dark anime that really made me think that anime can get complex yeah. that it has a lot of tones underneath it of anxiety of depression of uh, empathy or lack of empathy and paranoia agents just about these different people that somehow all lightly intersect in each other's lives and how they deal with a form of anxiety that hit them whether it's dual personalities it's not being the popular kid in class it's not uh hitting your work deadline it hits everyone dramatically different and even the ending theme song right now genuinely gives me goosebumps when i think about it because it's such a dark melancholic vibe that's just beautiful and then the last few episodes get so strange that I just, I'll never forget it. So these are the three that impacted me, like that I can say will always be on my top list, no matter how often I watch new stuff. Because again, my favorite anime now changes a lot. Yeah, for But sure. in terms of the ones that like influence us, like Hunter Hunter, Yu Hakusho, yeah. I think these are timeless and these are the types that are going to go down. I think genuinely my son and my grandson will end up watching them. Like yeah, at this sure. point, yeah. So in terms of not just what impacted us, but what would you say makes us different from any other anime podcast? Uh, just, just to go right back to it, uh, I think what will make us different is that we don't, we don't want to just focus on uh, the most modern day seasonal, the most popular anime that everyone knows already. We, we want to... Um, we're going to start with things that brought us nostalgia, but we also want to talk about anime that uh, had a Western release but wasn't picked up by the Western audience. If it was, it was very like small, like bookend store, like people only hardcore like real fans 
know about it. Mm-hmm. And there's gonna be shows that I don't even know anything about, but I want to know. I want to watch them and research them to really find out like what influenced them. Like, um, just for example, like uh, Cowboy Bebop. You know, that's a popular show, and it, its creator went on to make another popular anime, uh, Space Dandy, and stuff. Like little Samurai things were, yeah, and it's it's different. Like, but I would hope that people would would take our research and hear what we're saying and say, oh, I love that anime and I now know that the, the creator of that anime also made this one. So let me jump into it to get to it. Because some anime, they end. A series ends, good or bad, and you can't go back to it. it it's not like Dragon Ball Z where it can, like years, years, years later, we finally get Dragon Ball Super. And like, you can return to that nostalgia feel, mm-hmm. feeling. Some things, they end, you yeah. know. One anime I loved a lot when I was younger that you actually got me into, because uh, I remember just watching it on TV and like finding it on like these like obscure, I think it was like a FX channel or something, like uh, <laughs> uh, it was like uh, Gungrave where you know it wasn't popular. I I wanted to be like I was like man this is way better than Trigun. I argue it that you know I I loved it watching as a young age, but does it hold up today? Does it stand? And I don't want this podcast to be one where like we bash anime or say like mm-hmm. our tastes are the best and we know exactly what we're talking about our we wanted this to be uh a podcast of discovery um that people can come to and say you know i want to see what what anime they're talking about this week or uh how much research they're doing or that i actually want to uh, uh talk to them by sending them questions and comments or and and keeping a a, a dialogue going so that you know people who don't you know I was lucky to meet friends who actually like anime and stuff but I, I know growing up that certain things that you consider a geek or a nerd because you like cartoons I even you know uh, just a side thing like I was in the military where I had friends who refused to watch anime They're like hey that's mm-hmm. geeky and we're adults now like but people still have, hold those influence over them that mm-hmm. some people hide their true selves. I mean, I have one friend who, he when he met me, he finally was like, yeah, I love anime, man. I'm gl- glad I can talk to you about it and you don't judge me about it. But there's people out there. And I want our podcast to be something that you can feel you're safe, feel at home, mm-hmm. and just feel like I can find other things and, and, and stay up to date. And I feel like this is also going to motivate us to continue watching anime and continue to have something that we can come and vent and talk. Because there's certain shows I watch where I like, love it or i hate it i just want to talk to someone about it and be Mm -hmm. like hey why did i dislike this and there's gonna be fans who are a big fan base who actually love the anime but i want to be able to show two sides of the the same coin and hopefully have someone else influence me um and maybe change my mind on something maybe go maybe go back to it and see see that it it actually holds up and that it's actually better than you because there's certain genres i would never watch because i was like why would i watch that it's not my style so as more of a recap what makes anime archives different is pretty much we have a goal of fully explaining everything about an anime to somebody to get them at least interested in checking it out then our goal as well is creating more of a dialogue in the community so that we can have if you don't have people in your daily lives to talk about anime with like some of us definitely don't i know i don't if it wasn't for you and then a few others, I would have absolutely no one to talk about anime with. And it's very frustrating when you have one that's been on your mind or one that burns you or anything and you don't have that, that dialogue anymore. So when 
the fact that what we want to do is create more just of a dialogue and ex an exchange of ideas. We know that this is all based off of our opinion, and sometimes you might not agree with our opinion. Yeah. So we want to hear that. We want to hear the difference, the exchange, and maybe we actually all agree. I mean, there's some anime that we all can think of that might be inherently garbage. I'm not going to name any yet, but I'm sure you'll hear it eventually. So the thing is, is as we progress, we're going to keep growing. Our audience is going to keep growing. Yes. That's and important. we just want to keep getting, this is going to keep getting us more passionate about stuff that we've yeah. loved. So right now, what, how is it that you would explain the way we would rate an anime to our audience? I also want to say, uh, we're, we're not doing this to build a fan base. We're, we're, we're doing this because we love anime and we want to talk about it. And we hopefully get like-minded people to also, you know, come and have something to share it to. Cause you know, uh, as we were thinking about anime archives, thinking about having a podcast, you know, John listened to other anime podcasts and stuff, and I don't think it's a big genre right now. On YouTube, you can have a lot of anime creator videos and stuff, but I don't think there's a lot of audio that talks about shows. And there's sh and there's also, when it comes to anime, that word of mouth, where I never knew about Baki, uh, Bakimana Gori, I'm butchering that name, but I never knew about it until John told me about it. I never... I never even thought about it. And there's a whole bunch of anime that are being released that go under the radar because mm -hmm. Attack on Titan's out, Overlord's out, these big name animes throw under throw under the bus and you never knew you never take the time to actually look yeah, it just up. gets lost. Yeah, because you're gonna go for the hype. It's just like a popular movie. Some movies are great Oscar tending winning movies or like those have a cult following that you never watched because it wasn't big or when it came out, no one cared about it. So mm -hmm. it sucked and it never got its due diligence until someone rediscover it later on. It was like, Whoa, this, this thing holds up. This is great. Uh, you know, for example, I remember dead man wonderland. I, I, a small little obscure anime. I thought was going to be a great hold up and be like uh, the new, like Naruto kind of thing. Have a long little series, but it only got a one season anime mm -hmm. and, people now go back to it and it's like, man, this anime was great. Why why didn't people watch it? I think the thing is, no one was talking about it. No one. We now live in a very, very social media age where we can talk and share things that make you go back to shows that you might want to look to or shows that you don't. And this is why, going back to what John was saying, our grading system is going to be based on uh, not to review an anime and make it go, Hey, this is a A plus anime or a top ten or all that. We want ours to be very straight to the point and kind of, I don't know, makes you makes the viewer form their own opinion about it. Uh, so we have like a, a five. Is it five? Or four? It's. I'm pretty sure it's about four. Four. We have. Make it five. Four. We might end up adding. We might modify, of course. Yeah. But the first one, in terms of it, is the ones that we're going to say start to finish. These are anime that have influenced us, impacted us, was nice, had a good story that we feel everyone in the world needs to know. Yeah. Stuff that hit us hard, or it was entertaining enough, there, was not, there wasn't any plot holes, or just nothing obviously broken about that anime. The second thing is more uh, fillers. Yeah, um... Filler anime is anime that if, say, you're watching a seasonal anime, 
and you gotta wait week by week. But there's a anime that you never watch in the bet uh, that is all episodes are released that you could just take your time and just watch it here and there and just catch up. It's almost like how you had a on Netflix you can binge a whole season of a show that hey I can go back to the show now because I don't have anything else better to do. That it holds up. It might be not be your favorite anime in the world, but it's still a good series to, you know, go back and kind of enjoy while you can. Yeah, but for the average worker, if they only have limited amount of time, this yeah. category is for when you've finished all your major stuff. Yeah. The next category is the anime that didn't hit us that we personally would just have to pass on. Yeah. Stuff that we genuinely couldn't even make it past three episodes or at the third episode, it would just it was genuinely not what we wanted, expected, or hoped for at that time. Yeah. And we want uh, audience or people who are listening to challenge that. If it's something that we pass on, because there's a popular anime I passed on pretty quick. I watched the first season, and then I my friends kept saying, go back to it, watch more. I just couldn't get through it. I, it, it, I had to force myself to get what through it. What was it? It was sort of online. I, I, <laughs> I just can't. Uh, and th- there's reasons. Bad? And I want people to, you know, I want us to have a fair dialogue that I listen. I'm not going to, obviously everyone has their own opinion and it can be strong sometimes, but I want us to have a nice, open, fair dialogue where it's not just, you know, you're wrong, I'm right, forget it. I mm-hmm. want to be like, you know, this is why this holds up to me, and this is why it influenced me. Because there's going to be anime that we talk about that we love. You know, I love JoJo Bizarre Adventures, but, you know, John may not be able to get into it. John mm-hmm. may be like, oh, it just doesn't hit me the way you do it. Same for uh, Bakuma Gore. Yeah. It might not hit me the same way it hit John, but I don't want to discredit how he, it felt for him and how it feels for you. So when I say we pass on anything, it, again, it's opinion, but we are going to. By us giving you the background information and uh, other influences that this anime holds up to or the writer and what else it did, it might make you go watch it and make you form your own opinion that, hey, this isn't a pass. This is this is definitely a start to finish or this is definitely a filler. This is definitely something that, you know, uh, a hidden gem that I, I love now. And if you do end up watching that anime and you do realize that it's not a pass, that we were wrong, you can always feel free to email us at thisisanimearchives at gmail.com. Yeah. We'd be more than happy to have you on and actually just have a good dialogue. But the final category, final. this is the category that kind of gives you just a burn. This is one that kind of burns. I think every fan is this one can think of one anime that will fit this category right away. What is this last category? It's called, and we talk about this a lot because... First, we're gonna make it. We're gonna call it disappointing, but you know that doesn't sound very. It doesn't. It doesn't give it the gravitate. Right. The gravitate that this anime has. This mm-hmm. is a type of anime that you're hyped for. You're ready for. You're like, man, I heard this anime is gonna be great. Favorite, my favorite uh, director's doing it. Everyone's loving it. Everyone's about this anime. But to you, the hype. You hop on this hype train, whatever one. You guys are having fun. You guys are bashing around. You're like, let's do this hype train. And suddenly there's a derail in the system. The hype train isn't hype anymore. You better go under. You better crash into something. Because the hype train is falling. But your friends are still partying. You're like, what? Why are you guys partying? We're about to crash into something. That is why I consider the hype train derail. That's the final rating for me. So what that means is just an anime that you were very excited about. 
that was actually good for maybe the first six episodes, the first half, the first 12 episodes. First arc. First arc. And then immediately either went against the grain, went against sometimes your own expectations, and then you hold a personal grudge against it. Or it just completely turned to crap because the arc itself just wasn't good. You could tell they probably rushed it. There's lots of anime out there that had a great beginning arc, great first season, and you could tell that the company probably ran out of money, that they rushed the last three, four episodes. You know, no shout out to Berserk. We'll always say that, but come on. So those will be our grading scale at this point. It's definitely going to probably change throughout the years that we yeah. do this. We don't want to ever associate it with like a numeric value. We yeah. don't want to give it a number or anything like that. Because again, we don't ever want to deter somebody from not liking anime. We want to make sure, or not liking even that specific one. We want to make sure, again, that we're always on the same page and that we can create that dialogue so that if we don't like it ourselves, and we have a fan reach out to us and tell us points, maybe that might pull us around to actually being a, becoming a fan. Yeah. So we can learn from you guys as much as you can actually hopefully learn from us with the amount of information we want to give you. So starting with that, our first episode is coming up. You're yes. doing quite a lot of digging right now. You're doing quite a lot of research a lot of digging. Uh, in terms of this. What is going to be the first episode? So this is a, a nostalgia anime that uh, was something I remember seeing uh, when I was younger, watching on a great, great network. But Cartoon Network was great. But the special block that it had for anime called Toonami. And Toonami... Was it on Toonami or was it Adult Swim? I remember seeing it on Toonami, but they... they there's research saying that it was mainly Adult Swim, but mm-hmm. I saw it as Tsunami, but they Tsunami makes that makes a genre. But it was late at night in the evening. Mm-hmm. Like it was one of those things that if it was a school night, you should be in bed. But I was like, forget that. My parents didn't care. They just thought it was cartoons, and hey, that's how you got away with stuff like that. Uh, but the first anime that I chose to do, and again, this is another thing. When it comes to the choices, every we we want to do this podcast every week. It's going to be a weekly podcast, mm-hmm. and one week I'm going to be doing the main bulk of the research and conversating with John and really going to it. And the week after the following week would be John give me an anime and we will either watch the whole anime series in completion. If it's uh, like 13 episodes or short, that's doable for both our schedules. Cause we are working adults or, uh, <laughs> or we're going to focus on its arc just to give you guys a taste and maybe go back to it later on. If it's something that we actually love or, we want to pass on, um, but the first anime I chose to do was an anime that I remember seeing, but I never understood because I was, I think, too young to understand. And it it wasn't Dragon Ball Z. It wasn't something that was battle or fighting. It wasn't anything that was like, oh man, this is this is definitely for a kid. And that anime is Wolf Rain. Wolf Rain. Wolf Rain. Well, you, there you heard it. Expect to hear from us within one week, and we will give you. Ernest will present to you Wolf's Rain. Yeah, and I know this is a pilot episode, so you didn't hear any music and stuff. But we're gonna, you know, we're we're new to this, and we're <laughs> hopefully gonna have some surprises for you around the corner. So uh, just stick to us. Thank you for listening, and hopefully you come back next week to hear our, you know, d- deep analysis and dive into Wolf Rain. Wolf's Rain. Alright, bye guys. Bye.